True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser. I'm here with Peter Neal today. Peter is with GSPREI. Uh, Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I love it. I love the energy, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, what you do, Peter? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm a fundraiser. So my uh, I, I'm a co-owner of GSPREI. We are a diversified real estate investment company. We're based out of Philadelphia, and we operate on the East Coast. So we own property in Philadelphia in, uh, and throughout Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, Maryland, and uh, we manage funds. So I, I, well, I guess the, the easiest way to say it is we do three things. We raise capital, we acquire assets, and we execute effectively. Um, so we have one fund that focuses on buying primarily rural property, uh, so it's REO, it's off-market property, and then uh, we have one fund that focuses on buying notes. So asset-backed, uh, you know, real estate investments in, in that sense. So our goal is to build our income-producing portfolio, mostly in workforce and affordable housing. So we like Class B, Class C neighborhoods. Um, we like workforce housing because of the demand. We like it because of the consistency, low vacancies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and biggest thing for us is, is doing everything internally. So we, I call it all-in-one in-house asset management. So okay. we, we manage the capital, we manage the projects, the, the construction, and we manage the properties uh, all in-house. Excellent. Um, and I love one of your core focuses is on execution and, and listeners to this show know that's I'm all about execution and running the property uh, we talk about what happens after the close because you can you know you can raise money and, and have a plan but you've really got to run the property effectively to to make the money for, for our investors and um, so you uh, you and I were speaking briefly before the show and we we're talking about the importance of having someone to physically go to the property and physically touch that property and walk it. Can you explain uh, how that happens in your business and, and the importance of it? Sure. So, um, you know, as part of the in-house asset management, we have either our crews, my my, my partner Ron, 
has been a construction manager, asset manager, uh, general contractor for the past, you know, going on 25 years. Um, so he's working with people that he's been in business with for years, has great relationships with. Um, we have three crews right now that we currently work on our projects. We have all the specialty guys that we need, you know, from tile to roofing to uh, siding, uh, electrical, plumbing, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we have a network of project managers that we work with. So if our crews aren't doing the, uh, doing the project, we're using one of our pro uh, project managers who have their crews that they trust. And then we have our uh, in-house project manager on site at all the projects. So their day consists of going to you know nearly all the projects. We try to get our boots on the ground, if not every day, every other day. You know what I mean? Like we're there a couple times a week. Um, you know, timing is such an important part of the process to getting to the, the close. You know, you're 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 not making money until the assets flowing. You know what right. I mean? So it's very, it's important that you buy right, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, especially, you know, people looming recession, all that kind of stuff. But like you said, and, and the point of the show is it's really important to have effective execution because we can raise all the capital in the world. We can acquire all the assets. You know, we, we buy assets through government programs and, uh, and off market deals and things like that. So we see a lot of consistent deal flow but the business isn't going to work if we're not executing effectively. And the way that we see executing effectively is having that control and having those boots on the ground and having people there to make sure that we're staying on time, we're getting to either resale or to lease and manage as quickly as we can. And then we are, you know, uh, looking over our asset to make sure it's staying in, in good conditions. You know, like I said, our, our, our focus is in workforce affordable housing which I think some people, you know, it gets a bad rep on the tenant side and all that kind of stuff, and uh, which I, I think is more perception than anything. And I mean, I don't see as, as, as much as, as maybe people would think. Um, these are a lot of, you know, hardworking people and couples and, and you know, family people that, uh, that do keep their place nice. But at the same time, the way we, we run our business is we're investors, we're impact investors, we, we fill a demand in the market. We run it like a business, you know, we're, we're not just investors, but we're business owners as well and business executives and we're professional landlords. So we are on top of it, you know, not just through the construction and revitalization phase, but in the property management phase as well. That's great. Um, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> Perfect. Um, can you talk about the structure of your team? You mentioned uh, the project manager. Can you just talk about uh, everyone involved and, and how people work together? Sure, sure. So I'll start with myself. You know, I, I like I said, uh, as a co-owner, I'm a part of the business, and I, I like to be. I like to have an idea of everything that's going on. You know, I mean, my my role in the business is raising capital. So I, I technically I'm the vice president of investor relations. Um, and what I love about raising capital is that you have to know a little bit about everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so it gives me the ability to to know about the construction, the property management, all that kind of stuff. But my true specialty is obviously building rapport and maintaining the relationships with the investors. My partner, Ron, is the managing partner of the fund. He is the asset manager. Mm -hmm. So he is the one that's managing our project managers, the construction managers that are on the site. Uh, project man oh, The construction managers are on site every day. The project managers are there a couple times a week mm -hmm. uh, following up with them. And then uh, my partner, John, is he is on the acquisitions and, and redevelopment side. Um, so he's out looking, scouting out new areas and then estimating construction costs and things like that. Uh, because it's important, obviously, it's extremely important to stick to 
the the price points that you you were estimating in, in beginning and that's a part of effective project management is making sure you're staying on the time frame and the budget that was expected so that you're going to make the return that was expected so you can pay the return on the fund and then make make money yourself um, and then my partner Wade he does he has the relationships with the government programs he's a, a trader uh, acquisitions guy but from acquisitions to pricing and everything in between he's mostly on the note side of the business and, and REOs and then uh, my other partner Brian is the is our full-time uh, project and property manager so he's managing all the crews uh, managing the time frame and the budget and all that kind of stuff making sure everything stays on track great so five, five partners uh, yes, yeah, so we have some some silent partners okay. as well. Five active side. partners. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Working in the business on and, and it sounds like you each have clearly defined roles. And exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that crucial. that was one thing. Uh, you know, I, I started with Dave Van Horn at PPR, and um, I right away I, I realized the way that their business was structured. They have, you know Dave raises the money, the other partners do acquisitions and execution. So uh, I think. Um, I'm I'm a stay in your lane kind of a guy here. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy getting out to the projects and seeing stuff from start to finish, and and uh, I love people as as my thing. You know what I mean? Not just investors, but on the tenant side, mm -hmm. I love dealing with the tenants, and and you know my thing is about creating the best possible experience, whether it's with uh, with the investor family and and uh, investors that that invest with us or potential investors. Or it's the tenants that are renting our, our you know our units and our homes, um, just trying to create the best experience possible. So everybody has their role. Everybody stays in their lane, does what they do. Everybody can do what everybody else does. Uh, but I, that's one thing that I, I think is that I've noticed with successful businesses and, and investors is you have to leverage people and relationships uh, and and people that are good at what they do mm -hmm. so that you can stay and, and do what you do well. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I'm part of a team. I, I have teams, you know, at, with real estate, the, the one thing I love is um, with every new property comes a new, you know, sort of team structure and, and you can add value in, in different ways. But the, the way that I've seen most success is when everyone stays in their lane and we bring in um, experts at each each level. So I have a construction manager that works with me. I do the asset management. We have a capital raiser. You know, very similar to your team, where everyone has their main role and responsibility. You know, I can underwrite deals, but that doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. And sure. I'm not the best at, at doing it. Um, I can raise money um, and and frequently do, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to raise two million dollars for our next deal. That's just not not my forte. Um, and so. Uh, you've got to have a team that, that knows what they're good at and can excel at that. And that's the way we've been really successful. Um, the key point that you made before is is something I think that's um, interesting and unique to real estate is we really serve two different uh, groups of people. We have investors that, that need their money, but uh, we make our money from our tenants, mm -hmm. right? And so we have to essentially flow that money from the tenants to the investors, um, but we've got to make both groups happy. And definitely uh, it can be present some challenges. Um, obviously, we can't give tenants everything they want, but we also have to be creative in a way that makes them feel like they're being heard and exactly. uh, that we're providing a valuable, comfortable place for them that they want to refer their friends to and keep coming back to and renew those leases and accept a three, three to five percent rent bump you know, when <laughs> the time comes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I think, um, you know, people will treat you the way that you treat them. So mm -hmm. I think it's very important to to 
look at it as if it was your family staying there, you know what I mean, and, and treat it that way. And I and I think um, my big thing with raising capital is, is, you know, with building rapport with investors and building the, the investor family and community, trust is huge. It, it's just such a, it's such a big part of it. Sometimes people, you know, maybe it is, this deal is, is very understandable. You know, I mean, you're buying a house, you're revitalizing it, you're leasing it out, that kind of thing. Uh, notes sometimes can be a little bit more challenging for people to wrap their mind around. Uh, the way that we purchase notes is typically, I'll call it pre-REO. They're typically vacant notes that are being, uh, that we're working through the foreclosure process and then we're taking the property back and doing what we usually do. So it's just another way, it's just another way to build out the pipeline and get to the asset at the end of the day. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, the overall experience that you're providing, whether it's for an investor or for a tenant, it speaks for who you are. It speaks for your company and the culture of your company. So to me, that's everything as, as a marketing and, and investor relations kind of guy. I wouldn't want to sell a product and a company that didn't treat their tenants right and didn't provide that type of experience. And like you said, retention's huge. You know, I mean, retention on the investor side. You know, a lot of the investors I have, I've been working with for over five years. Uh, have great relationships with them. I do weekly calls every Friday with them and, and talk about you know where their money's going, how it's being invested, the performance, all that kind of stuff. It works the same way with uh, with the tenants. You know, what I mean, like if you can, especially with with the, you know our type of stuff, workforce affordable housing. You know. These people don't necessarily want to buy homes, you know what I mean? So they, they, they are in that renter mentality. They want to rent. That's what they like doing. I think we see more and more the new generations coming up want to rent. It gives them more freedom and flexibility and things like that. Um, so I think retention is, is important, and I think the way to do that is through the experience that you provide. Uh, that Absolutely. That's all great. Um, what you mentioned investor relations, and, and I think that's a part of asset management that we don't always think about because we think about the property and the property sure. manager. But um, part of running a property and a business of running the property is communicating with, with investors. So yes. how do you uh, – let's summarize investor relations. What is it? How do you do it? Sure. How frequently – um, are you are you speaking to the investors? You know, let's go through that process. Yes, yeah. Well, that, you you make a good point because that's because I add that in. You know, what I mean, for the all in one asset management, I always add in constr- uh, capital management because it, it's it's a crucial part of the business. And I mean, you have to manage the capital well, whether it's being spent in marketing or it's being spent you know on the property through construction or it's being spent. After it's leased and and and, and managed and in the management of it uh, with, with new kitchen or something and I mean new appliances or whatever it may be, so you have to make smart decisions when you're managing the capital. Um, so for me, in, investor relations is that's you know I'm the point of contact and I mean and and I this is what I do you know I mean so I, I everybody has my cell phone number everybody can call text me email me whatever time. Um, we go on property tours together. We can get our boots on the ground and we can look things over. Um, like I said, I do those calls on every Friday. So uh, I'm always on the phone with anybody that wants to be on that. It's through Zoom. You could just call in. You could sit there. You can ask questions. But I think, you know, I, I like to look at it as a family at the end of the day. And I mean, you're, you're investing capital. It's a minimum is 25000 And I mean, and for some people, that's not a lot, but it is. <laughs> at the end of the Absolutely. day, that's a lot of money. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's completely relationship based. It's, it, you got to trust the person and you have to be transparent, you, you know, so, so where's the money going? How's it being spent? How's the performance going? I think all those things are crucial. Uh, and, and, and I think businesses and investors should look at 
capital as as part of their overall management you know because it's not like i said it's not just in the upfront on the purchase and the renovation but it's down the road too with, with uh, tenant changeovers and and, uh, and new acquisitions and things like that absolutely um how what are the forms of communication and, and how frequently are you communicating with your Sure. Uh, well, I do a newsletter weekly. Uh, I do weekly the newsletter. yeah we have weekly newsletter wow. to stay in touch with people. Um, yeah, I call it to the point <laughs> newsletter. Yeah, because uh, so GSPREI is it's uh, stands for Ger- German Short Hair Pointer. It's okay. the dog. You know, what I mean, and I was having this conversation with, with somebody earlier today. It's the um, you know they're, they're hunting dogs. They're very they're aggressive. You know what I mean? And, and I would say on on the asset management side, we're aggressive. You know what I mean, we want to get to we want to get the property finished as quickly as we can uh, on on time and on budget. Uh, we, we are constantly looking for new acquisitions, new pipelines, new deals. Um, and I'm I know some capital raisers can certainly be aggressive. I am not. You know what I mean? Like maybe I should be more aggressive sometimes, but I'm not that way whatsoever. You know what I mean? Because I'm in this for the long haul. You know what I mean? I I see us doing this for for many many years to come. I I'd love you know if my kids wanted to do this someday, I'd love to hand over the brand and, and the business to them. Um, so to me, it's it's the long haul. You know, it's just building the relationship. You know, I, there's some people I talk to every day. Every single day they call me, I'll, I'll pick up. If I if I can't pick up right then, I'll call them back. You know what I mean? Like it's um, to me it, it's it's very important. Like you know, I have the call at, at twelve o'clock today. Uh, I was gonna bounce out, and, and, you know, before I ate lunch and, and talk to a few people. So like, I I try to be as available as possible. It's something that I enjoy doing, and and it's something that I would say. You know, I, I just make the point earlier, it, you're raising capital, you're acquiring assets, and you're executing. It's really hard to wear all those hats at one time. So if, you're, if it's a smaller, you know, we, we're, we're doing $6 million through the hard asset fund, $12 million through our note fund. Uh, so it's, it's big. I mean, we're, we're talking on average like 72 units for, for $6 million, to give you an idea. So it's just like... That's a lot of work. You know, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of them are single families. You know, I mean, they're in the same areas, so they're mm-hmm. easy to get to. Um, but it's it's a lot of work, so it's hard for one person to wear all those hats effectively. So yeah. I think that's why it's important to leverage relationships and other people that are good at what at what they're doing, and then you know, staying in touch with your investors on on the on through newsletters, through podcasts, through video, and and things like that is crucial. Um, but staying in touch with your partners as well is, is extremely important. I mean, so I talk, I have daily calls with with, uh, with my partners. I'm at the properties on a weekly basis as well. Like I, I just I enjoy doing it. It builds. I it, you know as ra- raising capital, it's um, it's important that you understand what you're raising capital for. You know what I mean? So I I like to know where what what's where all the projects are in the time frames and things like that uh, because I think that's it's important and it helps me do my job better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that, that's really great. I think that you're um, that communicating through a weekly newsletter is is uh, you know in my experience we do monthly, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes that can be a lot, especially if there's you know maybe a slowdown or maybe not great news like that's a lot. Sure. Our weekly communication is um, you know that, that's impressive. I, sure. I, I well, it's it's a co- it's a commitment without yeah. a doubt. You have to be consistent with whatever you're going to do. And like I said, I, I call it to the point, yeah, you because know, that, that's kind of like a name for for like German it. short air pointer. So I try to I keep it simple. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I 
I'll recap one of our projects. I'll throw some pictures in there. I'll, I'll uh, recap one of the funds and, and uh, maybe throw an article in, something like that. Um, so, you know, the podcast is something that I, I've been looking into that I'll, I'll probably get started doing as another way. But I love the, the, the webinar call because it's a way to see each other face to face. And I mean, a lot of our investors are, you know, not just in the Philadelphia and, and mid Atlantic region, but they're all over the country in yeah. California, Colorado, Texas, things like that, Arizona. So it's, um, it's a way to see each other face to face. It's a way to, to, you know, have a place where they know they can reach you and, and ask you questions and things like that. And I think it's important to, to hear other people's questions and hear their perspectives and things like that. Um, because sometimes you just don't know what to ask. You know, I mean, somebody might ask something that, you know, it, it so, it, you know, you'll find out more information that way, but it's, it, it's definitely, it's a commitment, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm fortunate that that's, you know, that's my main part of the business is marketing investor relations, so I have the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's your that's your superpower, and, and that's what you're focused in on, which, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. Uh, great. So what's what's next? What's coming up for GSP? Sure. Uh, so just we're raising capital right now. You know, I mean, like I said, uh, GSP one is uh, is raising six million for hard assets, and uh, so that's real property. It's it's REO off market property. Um, so we're looking to do that. It just kicked off at the beginning of November, and uh, we're looking to close that off in about the next three to six months or so. And then GSP2, that focuses primarily on notes. So that's a, a three-year fund compared to GSP1, which is a one-year fund. Uh, so it's a, it's a three-year fund. It, it focuses on notes. There's a lot of opportunities on the government product side. So uh, HUD and, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, other government service entities, they have uh, a lot of, of product. We focus primarily on vacant notes. Um, so we work through the foreclosure process and then we do what we do best. We go in, we revitalize. A lot of the vacant loans are uh, what they call HECMs. So that, that's uh, a for, uh, reverse mortgages. And the uh, reverse mortgages, a lot of times uh, people took those, put, pro- put work into the property. Um, so our revitalization, I call it revitalization typically instead of renovations because we're usually going in anywhere, you know, on average about fifteen to twenty-five thousand. These aren't full gut rehabs or anything like that. So we can get through the projects depending anywhere, you know, from three weeks to, to six weeks. And I mean, and then obviously we have some that, that are three months to six months too. And I mean, so I like to have it diversified in that sense. But our biggest thing, and, and the reason that I uh, partner with with the uh, with, with my partners and all, was to grow our accredited investor list. You know, we raise capital under five hundred six private placements, um, so we are looking to to grow our list of investors. You know, everybody talks about looming recession and things like that, and you know, we've been using all of our personal money and and leveraging it with some bank financing uh, over the past you know two years or so, and. My partners have obviously been doing that for well, you know, well over twenty years, and um, you know we we want the accredited investor list so because we look forward to downturns in the market. So you know I'm I'm we I hate to say it you know but we're almost praying for it. You know I mean we want that because it creates a lot of opportunity for us, and we want to be able we don't want to be dependent on just our personal money and and, right. and uh, bank financing at that time. We want to be able to have private investors. Uh, that we can, you know, we can leverage at a time like that. Great. That's great. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Sure. So uh, gsprei.com is our website. Uh, P, you know, my phone number's on there, email's on there. It's pneil, N-E-I-L-L, two L's, at gsprei.com. 
Uh, you know, like I said, they can schedule time with me through the website. You can schedule phone calls, in-person meetings, whatever works best for you. Uh, I'm available, so uh, you can always find me on there. Obviously, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff, too. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Um, guys, if you want to see uh, Peter's full bio and all the social links, it's up on our website, truemultifamily.show. And uh, please reach out. Join us on our Facebook community. Just search True Multifamily on Facebook. And uh, maybe Peter will pop in and answer some questions you might have. Definitely. So, thanks a lot, Peter. Appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.